This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, four and a half minutes left in the second period. Sabres leading the Canadians 4-2, 8-30 tonight. It's the Rangers and the Kings. Those are the only two games in the National Hockey League. Oilers at Islanders tomorrow, 4 o'clock for the face-off show, 5-30, the start of the game here on 630 Chad. The Oilers 10-9. They are fifth in the Pacific Division. The Islanders are 12 and 8. They are third in the Metropolitan Division. New Jersey currently running away with that division. Now 16 and 3, having beat the Oilers last night for their 13th consecutive victory. Pretty amazing. Uh, go, I'll, I'll get to my final two items on the list as we move along tonight. I've given you my, my six things that ail the Oilers. So I got through penalties, turnovers, the defense backing in, and the uh, depth scoring. So again, that last one, the Oilers have had nine forwards score a goal. The only other team that has had so few forwards score at least one goal is Carolina that is uh, at nine. Couple teams at 10, bunch of teams are at 11 or 12. Um, but you have some teams, and Detroit leads the way. 16 different forwards have scored a goal for Detroit. So players who have been healthy scratches or have been fi or who are filling in because of injured players on some of these teams are still scoring, whereas the Oilers have some players who've played a lot of games not be able to score. So that's the uh, perspective I took for that today. All right, he used to play for the Oilers. He's now with Sportsnet. He's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty, joins us every two weeks on Inside Sports. It's Luke Gazdick. Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, Reed. It's always a pleasure. How are you doing today? I am doing okay. Doing okay. Good to have you back on the show. Uh, let's. We'll skip the small talk today, or we'll do it at the end. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> back and forth, the Oilers go. Win one, lose one. Tough night last night. Now against a team that is playing very well. But still, it felt like uh, the game was there for a while. But uh, New Jersey wound up taking it, uh, taking it. Uh, like, what, what are you, what are you seeing? Is is are, are there serious problems here with the orders? Is it one or two things? What's been ailing them? Do you think so far this season? Well, I think on a larger scale, Zach Hyman had a great interview after the game, kind of just discussing how their consistency hasn't been there. And I've seen that not only from game to game, but I notice it from, from shift to shift. Um, if I micromanage that even, or microanalyze that even more. And I just feel like on, on most nights here recently, they're not getting everything. So maybe one game they'll get goaltending and they'll get scoring, but the back end won't be so good. Or, or, you know, they'll, they'll play really good defensively one game and the, you know, maybe the goaltending is there, but they don't, they can't score. Uh, and it just seems like on most nights here recently, they haven't been able to put together a full team 60, you know, and even sometimes the entire 
the entire group is going, but it's only for a period or a period or two. And, and that's kind of what I'm seeing is they're not being able to kind of bring everything together and, you know, kind of have a consistent effort from, from shift to shift and from game to game. Uh, I think that the pressure is more on the, the forwards right now with, uh, you know, Evander's out of the lineup. That That's going to be a lot of goals you have to fill. And the situation between Soup and, and Stu right now, um, you know, obviously trying to figure out the way to go there. Stu knows he wasn't that great last night. He, he's got to be better. Uh, just they didn't have a full team 60 last night. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm seeing across the board. So is that, well, I guess the question I'll ask you is, because they know it, right? You, you mentioned Hyman and talked about it, and they've been mentioning consistency for at least two or three weeks now. Um, at what point do you start worrying about, like, okay, maybe – just there are a couple guys that that aren't cutting it or you know there's going to be some changes or Broberg you know whatever comes up or you know whatever you know what I mean like at what point does it is there a shake-up beyond them saying okay well we have to play better you know well change will happen it's inevitable if you do not produce and win games in the National Hockey League change change will be inevitable with the Oilers also Guys will will be you know tried out just like you said. Maybe some young guys coming up. Maybe a trade. Whatever has to happen. Something will happen if you're not performing, uh, and and that's going to be that's going to be up to coaches and management, but also the players to play better. But um, you know you can take the Daryl Sutter approach and have him call out a player that's been there for what 11 games. He called out Jonathan Huberto and already saying he's not playing well enough. Obviously this isn't a flames radio show. I'm just saying there's some ways you can, some coaches who can go one way. I know Jay personally will have that conversation more quietly. Uh, he knows which guys have to be better. Those guys know which have to be better. And some of them need a talking to, and it's not in my position right now to, to, to point fingers, uh, cause everybody does, but there are some guys that have to get going and they know that. And, and Jay, Jay knows that. And those, those conversations will happen. Yeah. And, and like, like I was, I've been saying they're, they're not a terrible team, right? Like I, I don't think they're a bad team, but I think you made some good points. There are sections of games where, uh, it's just not there. They might play well for a period, but they can't maintain it. I, I guess the worry I have, Luke, is, okay, you're 10 and 9. Okay, well, what if you lose 4 or 5, you know, and you're, you're, you're 11 and 13 or something like that, and then all of a sudden that playoff cut line just creeps a little further away, right, even though it's early. But, hey, you know, what if they win four in a row, right? Yeah, and, fair enough. And that, that looks completely different, too. So I think when you get into situations like this, especially when you're playing around 500 hockey, I've been on some teams, you know, you just like you said, you win a couple and, and you're below that sink line. But, heck, you can put together a little string here. Go out east. Uh, get get uh, I've said this on air before, and it's one of my big points. I used to love going on the road, especially when you were kind of spiraling. I, you kind of get away from your city, your fans, your family, and you know that doesn't sound great coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's a time where the team can spend a lot of time together on the road, do a little bonding. You're on the buses, you're on the planes, and you do spend a lot of time together. And I think the road is a great place to pick up points and to pick up momentum. Uh, and you know they have a little chance here to get to get something going. And I'm looking for them, you know, to to take some points out of this roadie. Okay, well, and uh, they get to spend some time in in New York City, obviously, with the Devils, Islanders, and Rangers here, the, the schedule. Uh, New York City, 
Ooh. Is there something? Oh yeah. Oh, I like oh, that. Yeah, All right. Baby. But uh, <laughs> my favorite city in the league. But how, how how come? I, or what's a what's a story? Special. So I'll break it. I'll, you know what? Just in you know in the non-joking side, that is the you know mecca. It's, a, it's called the mecca for a reason. It, it it is the mecca of hockey. I remember walking in there for my first game and at Madison Square Garden. The bus parks down. You know on on you know, street level in Manhattan. And then you walk up this winding ramp that seems like it lasts forever. You might, guys, people might've seen it on, on TV or whatever. So you walk up it and you get to the top and you walk through and, you know, where the players walk out. And when I first looked up at, you know, the roof and the banners and I was just in shock, I was in shock and awe. And it was one of the most, you know, gratifying moments that I've had as a hockey player and just playing the game. They do these segments during the commercial breaks where it's like, yeah, you know, Liam Neeson is sitting four rows behind our bench. I turn around and there's the the star of Taken, you know, like sitting four rows behind me. And, you know, they've got cooks and chefs and actors. And it's just a very surreal experience. And we, I had the chance my rookie year, we had our rookie party there. So you want to talk about a nice dinner and I think we got there on a Monday and we didn't play till around Thursday. So we had, we had some time to, you know, have a nice night. And I do remember calling, I think I called my bank of America, you know, whoever helped me set it up. I had a checking account at the time, you know, I didn't have investments or I didn't have accounts. I had a checking and a savings account. And I didn't even have a U.S. I think I just had a U.S. card. I called the people at Bank of America because the way it works, the rookies pay for dinner, right? They split it. I called the woman. I said, you know what? You're going to have to take the hold off this card because there is going to be a very substantial charge <laughs> coming through very shortly. And so, you know, we pay for, we go to pay for dinner and, you know, gorgeous, you know, waitress and the host who like is a, you know, you know, Rangers season ticket holder, the you know, owner is helping us out. And I'm just like, please don't fail. You know, please don't fail. Please don't fail. And the card says accepted and goes through. And I just remember thinking, oh, thank God, you know, and then I had to worry about making that money back, which thankfully in the NHL, you know, it's, uh, they pay you pretty well. So it was a great night. I actually wrote, it's a non PG poem, but what I do at rookie parties is, I uh, write these kind of, I love writing. So I wrote this huge poem and it kind of made fun of all the guys. And, you know, you're supposed to tell a joy or a story or a joke. And I wrote a big poem, kind of little slapstick com comedy about, you know, all the guys and went over really well. So once you have that dinner, it's pretty cool. There's, you know, there's, there's no more rookies and vets anymore. There is, there's so much respect still, but once you get that dinner over with it, it's pretty cool team atmosphere after that. So, all right. Well, that's a great story. Uh, poetry, uh, the credit card that didn't get declined. <laughs> Yo, that's a career highlight. Well, we, right only had three, we only had three rookies, too. We had me, Anton Belov, and Martin Marinson. And so I, I was looking around. I go, we have to split this thing three ways. Guys are ordering the wine. And I was just like, I don't know if we need another one, do we? You know? <laughs> We hold awesome. off on the we hold off on the desserts. Yeah, the you're eating nothing. You're just like, no, I'm not going to eat tonight. We're good. Yeah, I'm good. I'll just have salad. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Gassick joining us tonight on Inside Sports. That's an awesome story. Uh, I'll hit up uh, one more topic from a game last week. Uh, Alex Edler got the knee out on Connor McDavid. Uh, Darnell Nurse obviously jumped in. I, I know Rob and I uh, had some discussion about the response. Um, I had a guest on my show, a former football player last week, say that the Oilers should have started a bench clearing brawl. I don't know if that's going to happen anymore, but you know, when a, when a star gets hit like that, when McDavid gets hit like that, you know, not cleanly something that was a, a penalty, 
Does something need to happen? Does something need to happen right away? Do you take in a name, a name and a number? Just wondering what you think. And, you know, this is a loaded, loaded topic for me. I feel all kinds of ways about this one. Listen, it's Connor. I didn't love the hit, eh? And you can say, you know, it's, it's Alex Edler, you know, he, he's not a tough guy. or he, It's in his repertoire. We've seen this before. So when you see stuff that happens multiple times, it's not a fluke anymore. You know, it's not, this isn't a one-time thing. And this is your best player. This is the best player in the world. I think I, I would have, you know, been sideways. I was sideways watching it. And that doesn't mean you have to turn meathead mode and, you know, go and jump somebody and take 100 penalty minutes or go jump Edler. But violence isn't always the answer anymore in today's game. But you at least have to take that number. And you play LA enough times that there. Ha I feel like there has to be some sort of retribution. And, hey, if Alex Edler is not going to drop his gloves and step up to it after maybe someone lets him know, I may be going by their bench and looking at looking at Anzi Kopitar, Dustin Brown, and saying, you know what, like, you want Alex Ifoli to go through the wall? Do you want Gabe Velarde to go through the wall? You know, you go have a chat with him or one of your guys is next kind of thing. And, and every time I had a look at Alex Edler in those games, I would be going out of my way to to make sure that he knew I was out there. So it's it's uh, it's one of those topics that's so you know it's so touchy these days because you don't you don't want to. You don't want to revert back to you know the mid two thousands and 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 kind of have that old school bench clearing brawl mentality, but there has to be some sort of retribution, and I perhaps would have handled that a bit differently if I was in in the lineup. That's a very diplomatic way to put it, Luke. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, I'm trying, to, <laughs> trying to stay as diplomatic as possible these days. You never know what you never know what's going to get cut and pasted out of your articles. I know this, that's true. I know I know this is ours, but you just never know. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, man, uh, that's great perspective. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that story about New York City. So, uh, yeah, hope you're doing well, man. We'll do this again in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much for checking in. Yeah, sounds good, Reed. I'll talk to you soon here. Good stuff there from Luke Gazdick. I like that. Well, so you don't have to go full meathead mode, but you might have to do something. Uh, really good story about paying for the Oilers rookie dinner in Manhattan a few years ago when he was with the team. Enjoy talking to Luke. He's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Okay, 780-496-0063. If you want to chime in tonight, you can also follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You can email the show inside sports at 630ched.com. Kelly Rudy is still ahead, and how's Canada going to do tomorrow against Belgium? you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Luke Gazdick joined us. He's brought to you by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. As always, Luke, with some good tales from his playing days and uh, perspective on the current edition of uh, the Edmonton Oilers. I was talking earlier in the show about the uh, six areas that I think ail the team. I've only gotten through four. I will get through all six 
but I think we have uh, some people with their own perspective tonight as well. Kellen, what do we have? We definitely do here, Reed. We'll start with Penny's on the uh, text line tonight. And Penny says, not enough depth. Let Holloway and Nemo play more than 10 minutes a night. That is from Penny's, plural, Penny's. Uh, yeah, I still wonder if Holloway's going to wind up going to the minors and maybe Tyler Benson gets called up so Holloway can play more down there and maybe be one of the big dogs in the minors for a little while. We'll see about that. I mean, Nima Linen's kind of been used as a 6'7 defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dino texts in and says, Hey, Reed, please tell Rob Brown to take over as the defense development coach because the Oilers' defense is absolutely horrific. Rob Brown would be the 6-2017. Well, uh, I, Rob would be flattered to hear that. Uh, uh, I, I know the story that was from Dino. From Dino, yes. Yes, I know Dino's probably being uh, a little cute with that one, but... Uh uh, Rob is very knowledgeable about the game of hockey, but he has no desire to coach beyond the uh, work with <laughs> with uh, students at the academies that he does. But I'll tell him that for sure. That's yeah, what very, was very kind. What was he saying during overtime open line last night? Him and Strudwick were working with the kids at the academy on defense yesterday. Or something? Uh, yes, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but uh, something about that. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Uh, we got Don texting in tonight, and he says, "Reed, here's my take on the Oilers: goaltending is not good enough. Defense needs shoring up. Bouchard needs to stay." in the AHL where he can play 20 to 25 minutes a game. Uh, role players need to step up. A trade for Yessi is absolutely necessary. Just my thoughts. That's from Don. Yeah, a lot there from Don. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll just pick out a couple things from that. I, I mean, I think if they could have traded Yessi Pugliarvi for something that they thought was somewhat valuable coming back, that would have happened already. I don't think his value has gone up so far this season with just, uh, with just one goal, though he has had some decent games along the way. Um... Yeah, goaltending's an interesting one for me. Clearly, you know, Campbell needs to be better. I mean, Skinner's been pretty good. That was his toughest game last night. I mean, obviously, his gaffe directly led to one goal against. Um, yeah, I mean, still, uh, here's the thing. I, I, I still have a couple other Oilers problems I'm going to get to. For me, I don't have goaltending in my one of my six problems. I understand, I suppose you could make that argument if you look at some of Campbell's performances specifically, but personally, I don't have goaltending as a primary problem. And just, we got, just Maybe it's just me, though. We got one more on the text line for you this hour from Big Rig Al, and he, his is short and sweet, Reed. He says, too many plays die with JP. Uh, yes, that's probably true, and I think that's true for probably some other forwards as well, which is what we are talking about with depth scoring and stuff. My other two points that I will get to here, and this is something else Rob and I have talked about after a lot of games, down low sturdiness, I'm calling it, and that is play below the hash marks in your own end and in front of the blue paint in your own end. Uh, is the defense sturdy enough? Are they nasty enough? Are they taking the body enough? And I suppose you can include some back-checking forwards in this as well. Um, now, is that the makeup of the team? Is that the makeup of the individual players that maybe they don't have that in their game? Or is it th that the players just aren't executing something that they can't execute? That's a bigger issue question, I think, for a lot of things. And then I, I am going to mention coaching as well. Now, I'm not, this is, I, I'm not saying Woody's a bad coach or the coaching staff is a bad coaching staff, um, but I'm saying that 
this I mean this is this is a test for Jay Woodcroft who really is still a rookie head coach in the NHL this is his first full year I know he's been in the NHL before as an assistant and coached in the AHL for four seasons I don't think he's a bad coach but I do think this is a test for him and I think a couple of of the of things I brought up are are correctable um, with some guidance like the defense backing in and, and maybe getting more pressure from from forwards coming back, which I think the Oilers improved last year. So I do think this is a test for Woodcroft. So, I, look, I, hopefully he's going to be the coach for a long time. They're not going to change coaches this season after change, changing last year. That's not what I'm saying. But I, but I am saying, you know, there's a challenge here for some players to step up. I, I think it's also a challenge for the coaching staff as well to figure out a way to make it work better. They came up, they, he and Manson came up from the farm last year and did that and they got to continue working to do that this year so I, I think you know maybe this is just another area that's being tested here but but I also think we got to see how the coach and his staff reacts to this Kelly Rudy is scheduled next on Inside Sports